0: Ancestor, by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler, is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Warning. This week's cast has a little bit of foul language in it. Oh, and also, a talking penis. But the schlong isn't what's cussing. That's actually a sandwich. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Drabblecast, episode 119. The Drabblecast is a weekly flash fiction podcast magazine that brings strange stories by strange authors to strange listeners, such as yourself. I'm your host, Norm Sherman. So one more week for the Nigerian Scam Spam email writing competition. Don't forget, you could win a hundred bucks and have your Nigerian Scam Spam story sent out across the internet. Check out the Nigerian Scam Spam section of our discussion forums for submission guidelines and send your submissions into Drabblecast at yahoo.com. Also, if you haven't yet, subscribe to our other fiction podcast, Drabblecast B-Sides. You'll find a link to that at the top of our page at Drabblecast.org. Just posted a great story about a demon named Rudy leading a support group for supernatural beings. Good stuff. Well, we've got a little something different for you folks this week, and we're going to jump right in we bring you The Seven Deadly Drabbles by Jake Bible. This is a compilation of seven 100-word drabble stories based on the seven deadly sins, and I think you're going to enjoy. Jake lives in the Asheville, North Carolina area with his wife and two kids. He's been writing his whole life, but has only recently gotten really serious about it, as I'm sure you'll be able to tell from these very serious 100-word drabble stories. So without further ado, The Seven Deadly Drabbles by Jake Bible. 1. Gluttony Just how safe is imported food, and what can you do about it? The headline ran. I don't know, he thought. What can I do about it? He took the second-to-last bite of his imported prosciutto, fresh mozzarella, and olive tapenade panini, while scanning the article. Wow, he said aloud. There really isn't much I can do. That's right, bitch. His Italian sandwich snapped. Not a goddamn thing. He felt the fever build and saw glorious colors before his eyes. How could such a delicious sandwich be so mean? he thought, finishing the last bite before satiated oblivion. 2. Envy. When Alan turned his back to the shower head to rinse the shampoo from his hair, his penis couldn't help but notice the new guy, Fernando, walking into the locker room showers. Wow, his penis thought when he saw the new guy's member. Now that's a schlong. Alan turned back around to face the shower wall, grabbed a bar of soap, and started lathering his crotch with it. I could never live up to that his penis thought while enduring the sudsy onslaught. Why even bother anymore? What's the freaking point? Alan's penis sighed depressively and peed into the drain. 3. Wrath Betty waited all afternoon with the blanket in her hands, waiting for Tommy to come home. When the door creaked open, she pounced, pulling the blanket over Tommy, pinning his arms to his side. He cried out in surprise. Although Tommy was bigger, Betty used her momentum to knock her brother's legs out from under him and slammed him to the floor. Keeping him pinned, Betty yanked Tommy's shoes and socks off and pulled a large white feather from her back pocket. Make me pee my pants, will ya? She cried as she set to work on his exposed feet. Four, lust. Cade and Worthington stood on the edge of the building and watched as millions below fornicated. The entire city was in the streets, naked and writhing in one last gasp of carnal passion. Damn, look at him go. Worthington said, slapping his knee. He turned to look at Cade and raised an eyebrow, puzzled. "'What? What are you looking at?' he asked. "'In the mood for a snack?' Cade grinned, licking his lips invitingly. "'No, the pheromones make them too gamey for me,' Worthington sighed. The demons went back to watching the horny hordes below as trumpets blew from above. 5. Greed. 10 pounds of flesh, Bullstone said, without taking his eyes from his work. What? Damascus replied. That's insane! Bullstone looked up from his ledger and set his pen down. He pulled off his reading glasses and pinched the bridge of his nose. Setting his spectacles aside, he glared at Damascus. Price went up, Bullstone growled. Damascus started to object, but feeling the stares from those in the infinite line behind him, he angrily flipped open his courier's bag and grabbed two bloody, dripping muslin bags. He slapped them on the counter and huffed away. NEXT! Bolstone sighed, replacing his glasses. 6. Pride want... Holy crap, dude! You're a freaking zombie! Jessup cried. Bite me! Mort snapped. No, dude, seriously! You're a zombie! Flesh-eating undead and all, man! Jessup pressed. You should really see yourself. You ain't looking so hot. Mort glared at his best friend. You know what, Jessup? I am really sick and tired of your bullshit. Fine. Whatever, dude. I'm out of here. I'll call you later. Jessup grabbed his brown hoodie and crawled out Mort's bedroom window. Just... Don't let him catch you outside, okay? Mort watched him leave then flung his mother's half-eaten brains at the window. (sighs) Asshole. 7. Sloth. Reynolds wept from the pain. The captain had warned him. The chief medical officer had warned him. Hell, the fat-ass chief engineer had warned him. Work out in full G at least three times a day or your muscles will atrophy, everyone said. Reynolds didn't like full G. Weightlessness was bliss and why leave bliss? When the ship entered orbit and full G was forced upon all compartments as part of re-entry protocol, Reynolds' legs had snapped almost instantly from lack of use and supporting muscle. He stared up at the intercom, four impossible feet above him. (sighs) Shit. Well, there you have it. Go ye forth and sinneth not, lest ye cast thy foot upon a clown hatchling. Oh, speaking of clown hatchlings, a couple weeks ago we ran a story called Clown Eggs by Jay Lake. I stumbled upon this story in the back issues of the webzine Abyss and Apex, and from the very first sentence I knew I needed the story for Drabblecast more than baby clowns need dense foliage for cover. I hunted down Jay and begged for it, and was stoked when he let us buy it from him. Our forum community seemed to really like it too. Mr. Tweedy said, I'm going to say that that was old school Drabblecast. Not that there really was an old-school, as far as I can recall, but out of all the Drabblecast stories I've heard, that was probably the one that feels most at home sitting under a Grasping Tentacle logo. It was thoroughly and deeply weird, and for no other reason than the love of weirdness. There isn't even a shadow of a point, no real characters or plot, nothing to analyze, just about four metric tons of odd. Rich Mazur agreed, saying that opening line for clown eggs was absolutely priceless. Mr. Tweedy makes good points why this isn't, per se, a good story, but whatever it is, it's definitely a good something. Uncle Smarmy is not only the most hilarious name for an old, drunken, cannibal bull clown stumbling down the beach, but the voice was perfect for him. We baby clowns to make an old clown young again. New member, Dougal Strange, said, Great story. I was completely and thoroughly creeped out by it. I think instead of feeding off of a pre-existing fear of clowns, it created a brand new fear. I will never look at clowns again without thinking of them eating their own young, or wanting to see if I can acquire their knowledge by feeding on them. It's not every podcast that makes me consider cannibalism. Although, I guess, it wouldn't technically be cannibalism since clowns are not of our species. Anyway, keep the weird coming. Always happy to engender new psychoses here at the Drabblecast. Always happy to make new friends in the discussion forums also. I tell ya, we've got a great group of contributors in there who dredge up and contribute all sorts of weird and funny and freaky stuff, like news, drabbles, stories, oh, and 100-character TwitFix stories for our weekly contest. Friend us on Twitter if you aren't already, and catch these weekly 100-character stories. They're fun. While you're at it, submit your own to Drabblecast at yahoo.com, or publish it in our forums, linked off Drabblecast.org. Well, that's it for this week. The Drabblecast uses a Creative Commons, attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license, which means don't change it, don't sell it, but feel free to copy and share it all you like. Our little podcast may be short, but we like to think it packs a lot of punch. It takes a lot of time and resources to pump these mothers out every week. Check us a donation via links on our website if you want to help us pay our authors. Or if you're broke, write us a quick review on iTunes or blog about us. We really appreciate the help. We'll see you next week. Until then, our staff is made up of co-editors, Kendo Marchman, Luke Coddington, and yours truly, Norm Sherman, reminding you that the pheromones make them gamey. So open up your morning light And say a little prayer for I You know that if we are to stay alive And see the peace in every eye